Courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point. C.S. Lewis. Bending Not Breaking, Season 2, Episode 12, The Serpent's Pass. And we're back again with another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine Mayfield. And I'm Dan Berlin. And we are talking about the episode Serpent's Pass, which, which like is weird because when you look at it like on the DVD, it's a double episode because it came out on the same day. The secret but of the Fire Nation. Right, but it's the Serpent's Pass and the drill. We wanted to give each part of the episode its due, so we are doing the Serpent's Pass now, the drill next week. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. And this is a fun little episode, and we're doing it through a lens of courage. 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 And there's encouragement. a encouragement. Oh, that was. I don't know how I could forget. He's he's in my face. I didn't forget. It's. I just didn't get a chance to introduce our wonderful producer who just did a couples retreat reference. Come on now. No one saw that movie. I sure did. You're the only one. Encouragement. <laughs> that is That is not a movie people like. Uh, it's got Charlotte from Sex and the City in it. What more do you want? <laughs> I don't know. But Vince Vaughn's in it, right? Uh, John uh, Favreau. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Like, no one, that's not a memorable movie. Yeah, but we just named most of the cast. Let's see. Most? There's going. like. There's like 15 people. It's like no, following like, like a, 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 like, a whole bunch like of different couples four on our couples. It's the, like four couples, and we just named Kristen Davis, John Favreau, and what did you? Who did you? You say? got the dude Vince from. Uh, you got the dude from. What's the surfing? Why movie? are we Blue still doing Crush? this? Uh, Kate Bosworth. No, the one of the NFL la, players la, that la, she taught la, how to la, surf la, is also la, in la, Couples la, Retreat la, as like Jesse Palmer. No. All right. He wasn't in Blue Crush. I don't know who's in he Blue Crush. He was a bachelor. All right. Let's talk about the Serpent's Pass, and let's talk about some courage. Max, it is time for Max's uninformed recap. And here is what you are going with today. Your first scene is, the gang swims at a watering hole and plans a route to Bossing Say. It ends with Aang discovers that a giant drill is headed for the protective wall around Ba Sing Se. Your keyword slash phrases are fairy, like a boat, not like a, not like Tinkerbell. Pregnancy, Suki, air bubble, and refugees. You have 60 seconds and away we go. Alright, so the episode begins when the gang is swimming at a watering hole, and they begin to plan a route to Ba Sing Se. Uh, and while they're thinking about that route to Ba Sing Se, they're like, well, we're in a watering hole. You know what helps sometimes with water? It's ferry. So let's take a ferry on our route to Ba Sing Se. Um, and then, you know what also sometimes happens on a ferry? People get pregnant, and that's how it goes sometimes. Um, so that that there's a pregnancy, and then the rest of the episode features it's a it's like a 
it's like a one of those double feature episodes that was like between two different TV shows, right? And so the cast of True Blood shows up, and the that one vampire guy's like Suki, 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 and that's all. That's really the only thing he knows how to say to Anna Paquin in that entire series. Um, and part of what protects Anna Paquin from that guy, I think his name is Bill, is an air bubble that's around her. Um, uh, and then they're like. Well, refugees, guys, let's get back to uh, Breaking Not Bending. What is this podcast? What is this show? The Last Airbender. Um, it is and, Avatar The Last Airbender. That then, is a very distinct difference. And then, of course, they discover a giant drill is headed to the protective wall. All right, you're out of time. You say. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not even close. That was just. That wasn't even funny. I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't laugh once. Yes, you did. You like True Blood. I liked True Blood. We'll and rewind the tape and see whether much. or not you laughed. Um, ben, it is your turn to actually recap the episode. You've got 30 seconds, and away we go. The gang is splashing in water, and then they're like, oh my god, we need to get to Ba Sing Zang, and then Suki is not even there because, hold on, we're not there yet. And so Sokka's trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, we should go this way, and, you know, Toph is super snarky and be like, oh my god. Anyway, they get to uh, this refugee family. He's like, oh my god, come with us on the ferry because the Serpent's Pass is dangerous. They go on that way. Then they're like, oh no, we can't go on the Serpent's Pass. We can't go on the ferry because it's, you know, ugh, passports. And then they take the Serpent's Pass, fight a serpent, and they get to Ba Sing after a nice pregnancy. Stop. Birth. Can I tell you all about how I spelled Ba Sing Se when we were uh, when I was taking my notes and you were giving me all the clues? Absolutely. So it's like I have a supervisor, right? And sometimes I call them my boss. And sometimes my boss likes to sing instructions to me. So like boss sing, but then it's like no, they probably shouldn't be singing. They should probably just be saying. So I just wrote boss sing say. Is that right? It is not. Do you want to take another guess at how to spell it? No. It is B-A space S-I-N-G space S-E. Bossing say. That's great. I like my way better. Sure. I like his way better, too. You're going to go against canon? I'm just saying I like it better, not that, I, like, not that it's correct. Well, let's talk about this episode and, and as they are trying to get to Bossing say, and... Let's talk about it through the lens of courage. Ben, what's courage? So I'm going to quote this wonderful lady. Her name is Brene Brown. Have you heard of her? Yeah. Uh, So courage is a heart word. The root of the word courage is core, which is the Latin word for heart. In one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Over time, this definition has changed, and today we typically associate courage with heroic and brave deeds. But in my opinion, the definition fails to recognize the inner strength and level of commitment required for all of us to actually speak honestly and openly about who we are and about our experiences, good and bad. Speaking from our hearts is what I think of as ordinary courage. But still very important to highlight as it takes courage to do those things. But courage nonetheless. Exactly. Um, I looked at uh, Melanie Greenberg, uh, PhD in psychology. The six attributes of courage. All right. <clears throat> One, feeling fear yet choosing to act anyways. Two, following your heart. Three, preserving or persevering in the face of adversity. 
Four, standing up for what is right. Five, expanding your horizons, letting go of the familiar. And six, facing suffering with dignity and faith are the six attributes that this doctor would contribute to courage. I don't like the way that one of those is written. Which one? Can you read the one about diversity again? Uh, that was there wasn't one. Then I might have heard it wrong. Which is persevering why I... in the face of adversity. Okay, I heard diversity, and I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> As in like, you've really got to plow your way through people trying to be diverse and bringing everyone yeah, to the I, table. I, I was like, you better flip the table. I, I was about to like really be like, kind of goes against everything we've talked about on this show from here on out. <laughs> We really just don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I was about no, to have please. a... please. <laughs> Diversity, great. It is saying persevering in the face of adversity. Great. I apologize if I needed to, to you know, enunciate. <laughs> so, I would like to try and discuss this idea of... One, the difference between bravery and courage. Ooh, let's. And I want to really, I don't know, kind of, I just want to dive into this idea that courage and fear are not necessarily connected. They can be, but they aren't, they don't have to be. I think that you can be courageous and not feel fear at the same time. And so I don't think that fear has to be present in order for you to experience courage. I just, so I just, I, I, cause I think that's the narrative some of us tell is that fear is, oh, the, the, you have to overcome your fears in order to be like, I, I just don't always think that's true. So let's, let's look at, uh, the very, I think this actually for me, what you're explaining highlights the very first scene for me. So, um, Katara, Water bending bomb into the water, right? That's what yeah. she. Um, I don't think there was any fear there, but jumping off of a cliff into a pool of water, I think, takes courage, right? Like, well, and I think that for me, it would take courage. So right, so I view it as courageous because it takes courage, but because of her understanding of her own abilities, her understanding of how she can be safe in that aspect, for her. She probably wouldn't call it courageous, but I would. Yeah. And I called it a courage. I said that was a moment of courage. I see that as a moment of courage. Yeah. And it and it doesn't require her to feel fear in that moment for me to still identify it that way. Can we can we for funsies do a little experiment? Um, uh, Max, would you can participate in this. Love to. So can we just start rapid firing? Say things that we find. What is what is courageous to you? And just start like let's go for like thirty seconds on the clock and just what is courageous to you? Ready? We're just set. going in a circle. I just go, just whenever. On your market, set go. Uh, standing up to a bully. Singing in public. Uh, going on your very first roller coaster. Singing and dancing in the car when you know somebody is watching next to you. Yeah, public speaking. Fighting cancer. Um, fight. Yeah, fight. Yes. And other illnesses or when you when hope is bleak wearing something that goes against the grain of the what your peers expect you to wear yeah uh having a tough conversation with a loved one choosing an outfit every day every day even though you know you're colorblind <laughs> um yeah going out into the arena even though you think there's a really good chance you'll fail 
telling somebody how you feel about them. Um, admitting you were wrong. Admitting you were wrong. That's a good one. It should have been mine. Um, feeling, uh, acknowledging you don't have all the answers. All right, let's just going on a vacation with three other couples and allowing a movie crew to go with you. Let's call it there. Uh, going and traveling by yourself. Yeah. So, what well, uh, that kind of was just a little experiment, just to kind of see what came up and. You'll notice that there was a, a lot of diversity in what we said. And so I diversity think... is a good thing. I, <laughs> I want to highlight that again. Diversity is a good thing. So <clears throat> that is just really interesting because I, it, for me, I would say that I am scared of doing some of those things. I am scared of, you know, te- speaking my feelings to someone who where there's something on the line. There's a lot of vulnerability in that moment. Where you don't right? know how it's going to be reciprocated. Um, or where I don't know, like saying someone, telling someone I love you. Oh my God. Yeah. Like there immense courage Vulnerable. required. Yeah. And so what I'm, what I'm noticing is these are moments in which there is more vulnerability involved rather than, and sometimes that is also in tandem with fear, but it's not always, fear it's the vulnerability and the immense connection it has with courage is what i find most interesting so for me jumping off a cliff is i see in katara that that is very courageous katara in herself is probably like what do you mean there's no i'm not there's no risk at all there's there is no uncertainty there is no fear Right. But what we see in other people is often identified as courage, where what we see in ourselves is different than that. And I think, where do we see that in this episode? And I think that could be something that's worth talking about as well. Courage is one of my favorite values, y'all. Partially because it's an umbrella value, like C.S. Lewis said, where it's all of our values when they're tested. Yeah. So, like, I like uh, Suki. Um, talks about leaving, yes. leaving Kiyoshi. Suki, not Suki. Yes. Um, talks about leaving Kiyoshi. I've heard it both ways. Because she's inspired by Aang and his behaviors. Yeah, um, I thought that was really awesome. Her and, and the Kiyoshi Warriors just go up and start helping refugees and find themselves in different places. And um, I think that was something I was like, that's courageous, right? Like, it's it to leave a place of comfort to go out and help others is a courageous act. And I, that was something I really admired in this episode. Well, and we also, it's that. And we also see Suki is traveling with the gang to make sure that they safely cross the serpent's pass. Like she didn't need to go put herself in harm's way. She, again, in a safe space back at the ferry and yeah, putting herself out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's probably a moment of courage that I, I saw highlighted. Uh, Toph walking on ice. Yeah. Um, it's a big moment for her. Was a moment of courage where she really had to rely on, was this ice set up properly, right? Yeah. Um, did someone else set me up for success on this? And I can't see on this really either, right? Like, My question is why? My qu- Here's my question. Love Toph. Love Toph. I think she's brilliant. Why not just raise the ground for the whole pass? Like, with that section that's underwater, why not just raise it all up above water she's got the ability to do that and yes it might be tiring but like she easily could have done that yes and sometimes in the moment 
like yes we we have the brilliance and wondrous privilege of hindsight she does it she lifts them out of the water and does it so why not just do that with the rest of it have you ever been in a situation where you have no i already know where this is going and no i haven't you're <laughs> lying <laughs> we have so many there are so many situations in our lives where we like oh we we figured out a way to get out of the out of the frying pan but then we don't realize that oh we can continue doing the same thing or do this on a greater scope or we could just change this one thing that we're doing and it would solve the problem. I'm sure right? there is a time where that has happened, but I can't pinpoint it. But I can pinpoint this: raise all the land out of the water, and then this wouldn't have been an issue. Sure, I think. And why not do it for all the other people that are going to come behind you? I think that that's a brilliant thing to do, and I wish she did it, and I, w I think it would have solved their problems. I would think it would have made it so that they didn't have as many issues, and they didn't, and I'm going to forgive her for that because I know that sometimes it's really difficult in situations of immense pressure to make the right call, but I'm proud of her for staying alive and um, keeping the group alive in the moments that she did. Yes, I agree. Let's continue. Other moments of courage that you saw. Um, and maybe some that are, you don't think necessarily like come across as courage, but definitely are courageous. Uh, we'll get to those. The next one that comes up for me is Suki confronting Sokka. Um, so I think that it's really interesting to watch Sokka deal with his pain of losing UA through this episode. And how willing he is to share that. Willing and unwilling at the same time, mm -hmm. right? But and he so talks about it. It takes him the whole episode to get to the point where he's able to talk about it, mm -hmm. right? So he is like helicopter parenting the heck out of Suki at this point, Cause and because he, he failed UA, because exactly because he's a failure, and so <laughs> wow, um, he let her die, Ben. He let her die, and I think that's an act of courage. Can it be both failure and courage? Sometimes it takes courage to let yourself fail, knowing that it's the right thing to do. Yes, continue. <laughs> like, no. Yes, no. <laughs> correct. I mean, I'm I'm clearly being facetious with yes, my how much. But you're ruining the entire episode. This is an episode about courage. <laughs> it's just interesting. Like, it, he is it's courageous grief. that he then goes back and still engages in a relationship knowing that he failed so badly on the last one his last yes, girlfriend died. Yes. That takes courage. It does, but I think what's what's very human about his entire trajectory throughout this episode is we forget that that's why he's so protective, protective yeah, yeah. throughout this episode of like she is clearly able to defend herself. She has the skills necessary to do that. She has proven that time and time again in her ability to beat Sokka in combat. She's proven that in just multiple ways, not just combat-wise, but in her leading of the Warriors of Kyoshi into this point. She is just very capable, and Sokka is being a helicopter, and it's so human. It's so real that 
we see him work through that emotion. He's unable to deal with the fact that he might lose something else. And I think that engaging in love when we have lost again is hard. Takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And I, in the same vein, I feel like that's similar to Aang learning to hope, learning to feel again. Um, cause I definitely want to talk about that. Because he's felt pain, right? He's felt pain. Um, he's lost hope. And though he has a courageous moment, I, he shares that, right? Like, he shares how the shame that he felt around going into the Avatar state with Katara, which is vulnerability, and that's courageous. I, I wrote down exactly what she says in this moment because it was just so... It's great. It's one of her great it was quotes of the, of the series. Yeah. So, Aang, this is right. Aang is saying he was so angry that he lost control, and so now in this attempt to remain in control, he has admitted that he is like blocking these emotions. He's numbing. Yeah, exactly. And so Katara wisely says, but now you're not letting yourself feel anything. I know sometimes it hurts more to hope and it hurts more to care, but you have to promise me you won't stop caring. And that is just one of the most incredible lines from a cartoon, period. <laughs> oh, series is filled with them, but this is one of her best ones for sure. I, I just... You cannot numb the dark without numbing the light. Correct. Brene Brown. Yeah. You might have heard of her. And, and again, what an important thing to understand. The moment that you don't let yourself feel pain, you will diminish the joy that you can potentially feel as well. It is inevitable. Well, and we see Aang. He's not himself. Normally, he's laughing and happy-go-lucky and energetic. In this entire episode, he is like, why do you look at me like that? I'm fine. Yeah, we have to give up hope. That's the only way to get through this path. We just got to stay focused on where we got to go. And just emo Aang all episode. Which, who doesn't love a good, like, Aang that listens to My Chemical Romance? Yeah, for real. I would hang out with that Aang. I mean, I'm sure he's cool and all, but, like, I would want him to be in a place where he's not having to numb those good things. And how cool is it? That moment, and again, we know that these are like the six episodes in the Avatar series from like the end of the library all the way to like Lake Lao Guy. That, like, yeah, that like people skip, yeah, people don't want to feel these episodes. The messy middle there is there for a reason, and it's one of the reasons the show is so powerful. It's because of the messy middle, like, it's so much to get through. Um, and you get this really cool moment from Aang where he sees this newborn baby come out after everything's all said and done and see what his actions led to, what his ability and Katara's ability and Sokka's ability and Suki, the ability to take this family from one point to another to hopefully provide them safety and allow them to bring life into the world is a moment that he is just so in love with and feels. And let's go back to a quote that we talked about last episode, but hope is a function of struggle. He is struggling, and he has been struggling, and now he sees that through that struggle, there is some good that has come out of his struggle. And that hope is restored. And that has given him hope. Literally. Yeah, let's talk about how hope is like a really common name. And they were like, we need a unique name. But also, in the Avatar world, it may not be a common name. But like, also, in like, general, isn't like... That, isn't that common name? How many... Yeah, I don't... I, I know a few. Do you know a few? I know... Yeah. I want to say zero. Well... I don't yeah. think I know any hopes. Yeah, I do. So, Max, how many hopes do you know? 
I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. High hopes. High hopes. What song is that? I've got high hopes. I'll know it. Do we have the rights to that? I don't think so. <laughs> I was going to go Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Um lots of summer camps. Yeah. With hopes. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. Um it was a little on the nose. <laughs> but, Just a little. But a still a really cool moment there. One hundred percent. Um let's talk about should we bring up the Freedom Fighters and Iroh and I think Jet we got it. and uh yeah. it's a, it, it, they, we spend a good amount of time with them. But how does courage play into that? Is it um, courageous to go get food from the captain's quarters and, and share it with the refugees? I wonder if that depends on intent. And so for me, it seems like that is presented as we want to eat better, so we're going to do this, rather than I want to feed the people. I want to do something that is going to challenge my values, and I like I want to... I want, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like there's a... And we've got this projection of who Jet is already based Correct. off of That's uh, true. previous. And we even get a nice little moment of like Iroh saying, I believe in second chances. And, and even Jet saying he's trying to kind of start a new life and be a better person. And um, you see moments with the Freedom Fighters themselves that are um, that are nice. We get the, the Smellerby quote, which I think is uh, one that typically does get quoted by fans of the series. Um... As long as, long as, as I'm confident. confident in who I am, it doesn't matter what other people think. How do you feel about that quote? Yeah, I think that this is a teenager who is going through something that is really tough and saying what they think is right. That's what I think about that quote. Because this, and this is going to be a little bit of a tangent. I but think it's, it's still a teen aspiration. Is that does what other people think of us sometimes matter? Right. Like no, I, I like, I'm and that's that's more. that's yeah. that's. So my question is: is that is sometimes that important? Is the perception that I'm giving off when trying to help others or create a space of safety? Does what other people think of me matter? And I think the answer is yes. Not all the time, but but sometimes I think it does. I think we have to be careful when we talk about what people think and how that affects us right right? and so um oh my god i just do it too often but (laughs) brene brown talks about uh it's like three this episode episode, yeah um she talks about how we have to have like a like a one inch by one inch piece of paper and writing the names of people that whose opinions we value on that sheet of paper and you can't you're, the goal is not to write as small as you can and fit as many as you can on it it's to write it in a normal size and if you're if you have more than fits on that sheet of paper you're probably doing it you're pu- probably putting trust in too many people right um because when we are placing our value and worth in the opinions of others we are bound to get hurt right and it is the values and opinions of others that keep us buoyant throughout our lives and help us float instead of drown. And so, yes, we do need to value the opinions and expressions and the thoughts and words of others. And at the same time, I think we need to 
be very careful about who those people are. Yeah. So, and we've, so my, my, I think my way I kind of almost think about this quote is there are times where if we are trying to create a safe space or I'm trying to create a safe environment, um, I'm trying to work with those that I supervise. I need them for, for it to be a successful venture. I need people to not view me from a sphere of feeling unsafe when I'm around. So I need to act in a way that I think aligns with my values, but I need to act in a way with of, of the, in creating a space that people feel is safe. If someone believes that I am unsafe, I need to take awareness of that and likely look at what actions might be making them feel that way. Um, and maybe change some of the actions that I'm, that I'm portraying on a regular basis. And so that's where I, that's for me something I think about. Same with like if a parent thinks I, that I'm cold and aloof when I'm working with their children, I need to understand why they feel that way and understand that they feel that way. And maybe there's a maybe I don't need to change anything that I can. Maybe there's a perception thing that I can't change that I need to be okay with. But I need to have an awareness of that and and treat it with respect and can with I guess validity. Andy? Yes. Um. I really want to be careful with how that attaches to this specific scene. So Smeller B has been misgendered. Yes. And I don't want what you just said to come across as a parallel to her experience. Correct. Does that make sense? I was more speaking of the quote out of context from the episode, and which is which, where it comes which is, from. I just want to make sure that our yes. listeners are aware. I think that's a very important thing. Because I, do, I don't want that to be misconstrued. I think that in this situation... Smellerby is exactly who she needs to be. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that she I, like presents as male to Iroh does not mean that she needs to change her appearance. It does not mean that she needs to do anything to that helps if it helps her to change feel confident, her authentic self. To yeah. change her yeah, she does not need to change anything about her presentation or identity in order to help others accept that in this moment 100 percent. i just wanted to be very clear about that um and my thoughts on so, that yes yeah, so out of context with that quote that's where i was kind of coming from in context with that yes she doesn't need to change anything about what she's going on there and it's courageous to correct someone it is courageous One, to stand up yes for who you are well, and, and to have other people who are willing to stand up with you as long we, shot the, long shot Right? Homeboy doesn't say a word, but his empathy and his ability to communicate without speaking is so powerful mm -hmm. that she is like, that she just, feels it. She feels it. And mm -hmm. that it takes a lot of courage to communicate in a way that doesn't require you to speak. One, I don't know if he's mute. I don't know if this is a choice or if this is something that they've just built this communication over the years. I don't know what it is, but the way it presents itself, this whole sense of relationship between the two of them is very touching. Oh, a hundred percent. And I also like, frankly want to be careful about, like, nor do I want to place blame on Iroh in this moment. Right now, if he continued to misgender her, yeah, that's when the issue would begin. But he doesn't. No, he tries right? to. He tries he, to. He immediately tries to rectify his, yeah. what he said. Right, and so I just 
one of the things that would help this conversation is if, you know, hey, when we introduce ourselves, we identified with our pronouns, right? And I think that making the, the implicit explicit, because clearly our implied things are not as clear and transparent as we would hope they are. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Yeah. So to answer your question about the Freedom Fighters, <laughs> uh, I, I don't see stealing food in this situation as an act of courage. I see it as a I'm hungry and I want to eat better moment, not a test of their values. Um, yeah. Do you see yeah. it differently? No, no. I think I, so Ira was there when this conversation happens. And was not against stealing. Correct. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think it is important to highlight that as much as we love Iroh and how much of a wise individual he is, he's human. And he makes mistakes. And this isn't the first time I would call this a mistake. Like, he didn't speak up. And I think he should have. Yeah. Um, there are uh, there are several examples that we could point throughout to. Throughout the series. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to understand that, like, yes, we love Iroh. Yes, he's a beloved character. Yes, he brings so much wisdom um, to the show. And in so many moments is very courageous. And, and no, and he's not he, perfect. Yeah, correct. And I think that's okay. But I also think it's important to highlight. I think it's important. It's not only okay. I think it's important to not put anyone on a pedestal. Right. Right? Like, it is... Anytime we put someone on a pedestal and forget to see their faults, we begin to make decisions that could perpetuate some of the things that they do incorrectly or do poorly or do wrong and call that the right thing. Exactly. We have to understand that just because we believe that this is something that, like, that this person behaves and that correctly takes courage. the entire time, that everything they do is right because they're right is a fallacy. Well, it's it it takes a lot of courage to see the faults in someone you idolize, frankly. Because if you are dependent upon that person, for instance, your parents, right? If you're growing up and you are have a relationship with your parents that they could do no wrong and then they do something wrong, like abuse you, or they make poor decisions about money or they do things like whatever it might be. Like you could see that and be like, oh, well, if they did it, that means I can like, when statistically that statistically we repeat the behaviors that we exactly. Experience. And it's one of the, and I think that's because we grow up idolizing and idealizing the people that we love. And when we forget to forgive is the wrong word, but when, when we forget to see notice and be aware of the fact that the people we love are human, we fail to hold them accountable. Well, and the understanding that holding people accountable, it doesn't mean that you don't love them or doesn't mean that you don't care about them. Sometimes it means you care about them, frankly, more. More. <laughs> um, I see that very frequently, and they and when people get upset when people criticize the government or the country. Correct. And they say, "You're American. You're not supposed to be doing that. Like you shouldn't be doing that. You're in America. It's great, and you don't love America because you're doing this. Um, you don't love so and so because you're doing this. When reality is, 
no, I just know we can be better. Yeah. Right. Like I know taking that a knee during can, the anthem. Yeah. That's something that shows like, it doesn't mean you don't love the country. It just means that you're recognizing that it can be better. Yeah. Um, and that, that shows a love for the country. Cause yeah. when you give feedback, it's a form of kindness. Like feedback is a form of caring. Um, and so you would have loved to see Iroh step in. You would have loved to see Zuko say, no, Hey, I don't, that doesn't seem right. Um, but we don't, and they steal it and they get away with it like pretty easily. You would have thought that like the guards would have noticed a bunch of refugees eating like the pork that was, you would think the gone missing (laughs) from the chef's quarters. Um, any other big moments of courage that we need to talk about in this episode? We've talked about Aang um, dealing with his emotions. We've talked about Sokka dealing with his emotions. Um, Katara really takes takes aim. And we get to see some really cool action from Katara. Um, we've, no, we've seen her fight Master Paku before, but we get to see this her really like... Fight scene. It's like a silver surfer. Like She really gets shows you what she can do. Creates a whirlpool with Aang. Yeah. yeah. They do a really good job of, um, it's a fun little fight scene with the snake. And the snake just slithers off. The little sea snake just goes away. <laughs> After getting knocked out just against a cliff. I'm gone. <laughs> TKO. Yeah. Um, what about that moment with uh, Toph when she gets saved by Suki? Yeah. And she thinks it's Sokka and kisses him. You can let me drown now. Huh? Yep. Yeah, out of embarrassment, right? Like, yeah. All right, just uh, just let me drown. Um, what do you, uh, anything you take from that moment? Anything worth highlighting? I think Toph would have felt embarrassed regardless. Honestly, um, whether it like that just seemed like a once she got on land, I feel like she would have cre- said something sarcastic to deflate the vulner- lessen the tension, vul- lessen the vulnerability that she felt in that moment. Um, yeah. I, I think that she would have felt embarrassed regardless. Um, Cause I, it's not like her to feel so helpless last episode. Ding, ding, ding. And again, like, so <laughs> she goes from sand to like land and then to ice. Yep. Which again, putting her out of her element there. Um, but yeah, but then, then we get a, a, how about, how about the courage that it takes to go on a journey when you're that pregnant and knowing that you're not just potentially risking your life, but the, another life that you're responsible for. Again, I th- like if you go back to the C.S. Lewis quote, it's a test of our values, and it's not just one value. It's a test of all of them. And I think that knowing what she wants for her child, knowing what she wants for her family, knowing what she wants and the values and the way that she wants her child to be raised, not in fear, but in the safety of a, of a town that is historically safe, I think that yeah, I think that requires immense courage to travel and be as like nine months pregnant, right? Assuming that she's nine months along, but uh, judging by the health of the baby, that's I would assume it was pretty close to nine months. Um, I also think it's worth highlighting that competence breeds confidence. Yes. And Katara is extremely competent when this baby starts coming along. She's seen it. She's helped give birth. And, or, and that know, to yeah. me, being able to go into that kind of a moment with that amount of confidence and and what i would call courage to be able to walk in and be like all right this is how you this is what you need to do this is how you're going to help i need you to create the tent i need you to help me in here um 
I thought that was very courageous. Absolutely. And you see the juxtaposition of Sokka, who's like, walks into the room and passes out. Like, yep. that has no context. So, um, a lot of cool... Courage was a great lens for this, because you just, you see it in unexpected places that you wouldn't technically say it's, that was courageous. Um, and it's, so it's great to be able to highlight all those it's things. It's my top two in my core value list. Courage. Yep. What's your one? Love. Aw. Well, I love everything you've said today. This has been a lovely time. Max, you got anything you want to add to this episode? I do not. Well, I guess we should quickly talk about the drill that is impending upon the city <laughs> There's of Bossing a drill! Say. It's um, huge! And does it take courage for Aang to sit there and say, I've got to go find Appa, but then stopping going, oh, I know I've got to deal with this first. I think... A- Again, that is a test of his values, and I think he is having conflicting. He is having conflicting values, and this is the culmination of that. And I think it requires courage, absolutely. And then we get a fun little episode right after this, the drill, which will be next week. And the lens we are looking at that episode through is. You sent it to me earlier. I got to pull it. I sure did. It's censorship. It's resourcefulness. It's resourcefulness. (laughs) So. Don't worry, we can bleep that out. No. <laughs> Censorship is episode 14. Ooh, we're little, we're looking ahead. Going a little bit ahead. Um, once again this week, we do not have a voicemail. But here's what I'll say. Send in, uh, send in a little voice memo. We love having them. We want to hear them. And I might throw in a little something to sweeten the pot. Uh, if uh, you send in a voice memo, we might let you choose the lens for an episode in season three. And you get to pick whatever lens you want. Ooh. Um, so... Send us those voice memos, and, and we'll let you pick a lens for a future lens for a future episode. We should get bending, not breaking T-shirts. Ooh, we can just make it rain shirts. Yeah. What would a, I like long sleeves with writing on the on the sleeves. That's what I want. Yeah. Ooh, what about a long sleeve that looks like the uh, and stickers? Is the arrows? Is Ang's arrows? <gasps> Ooh, I'm into it. Right. That, I'm into it. That could be cool. I'm into it. Let's we'll do design it. it. Let's do it. Or you can design it. And throw a little logo on it. A little Bending Not Breaking logo. We will mention your name as designer. <laughs> yeah. We will. I mean, we could even sell your merch. I don't know. We'll strike up a deal. All right. Um, we are going to jump into our devotion after a short break, and we are going to be talking through courage through the lens of water. Nope. Element of water. H2. Uh-oh. We'll be right back. It is time for our devotion as we look through courage with the element of water. Ben, what you got this week? There's so many ways that water is important. And I think that it is the nourishment that all of our life needs. We are 75% or something. What, what is the, what a percentage of water we are? We're a lot of water. I don't remember what the 17% is. water. I'm pretty sure it's more than that. We're a lot of water. There's no way to know. <laughs> okay. We're clearly science people. Anyway, um, I've been, as I've been thinking about this devotion, I've been thinking about the dew in the morning and the mountain dew. No. Uh, the dew on the grass. Up to 60% of the human adult body is oh, water. God, okay. <laughs> devotion time, no interruptions. Sorry, that's true. <laughs> this is a sacred time. And the dew that is 
something that we've come to expect in the morning on our like a morning walk but it's also one of those things where it is almost like ever there it's something that's a it's a natural way of life and that's kind of how i want courage to be in my life is i want it to just it's not always visible it's not always present but it is always i can always count on it and i know that the dew will be there and i know that the rain will come and I know that I can always rely that it's on the water that is in me and there are vast bodies of water. There's vast bodies of courage that if I want to go and experience that I can. And I, I just, there's, there's courage everywhere. And I, I think I just want to be more aware of the courage that is in me and that is in my life. And I want to take notice and stop and smell the courage. I like that. Um, I think for me, when I think of water, it's typically the personality traits that are water. You hear a lot about emotions and emotional awareness. Um, and I think it's important to remind myself that to feel my emotions is courageous, to show my emotions is courageous and to not try to numb or hold those things back. And so my, this week is just going to be a reminder of allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling, process it. Um, and, and continue to understand that that's, that is the way that I can show courage, um, and also give permission to allow other people to do the same by modeling that. So that's going to be mine this week. I love that. Oh, thanks. Max, anything for you? You going to do anything this week? Not at this time. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. Remember that you can... Give us money on Patreon to help keep the lights on and to help, uh, you know, keep Max here. I like lights. So that's patreon.com backslash the arc of E. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BNB underscore pod. B as in boy. N as in night. Lord. <laughs> really? That's the word you're going to use. A word that has a alternate spelling that begins with a different letter. It's not BKB underscore pod. And oh my goodness. that's Instagram and Twitter. And then send us voice memos. <laughs> the arc of e at gmail.com. And we'll let you pick a lens for season <laughs> three. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm tired and sunshine Mayfield. It's been... Say it again, Ben. 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 <laughs> this has been Bending Not Breaking. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.